Hello, welcome to the St. Paul's Podcast, where you'll find talks from our Sunday services. For more information, feel free to check out our website, stpauls.co.uk. Thank you. We worship an amazing God. He's so, so good. Shall we sit down for a while? I'm just going to share a short reflection. But before anything else, hello, my name is Nico, and it's my great privilege to be your vicar. Um, I'm humbled by that, and it's, it's amazing to be in this place. And I hope you had a good 2022, and I hope 2023 starts in a great way. Um, and I'm just going to share a, a few thoughts. Um, but one of the things I've been reading in the last few weeks is a bit of the history of this church. I don't know if, if a lot of you have read a little booklet that's called uh, A Treasure in the Field. And it's a book that came out 10 years ago talking about the history of the church. If you haven't read it or if you have read it a long time ago, I'd really recommend you pick it up and you look at it because it's amazing to see what God has done in this place in the last 60 years. And it's amazing to see those people, how they are moved by God to do some great things. Uh, like uh, I saw one, one Sunday morning, like a very elderly couple. And I said, oh, it's really nice. And then I read part of their story in, in the booklet. And they are the people who started Alpha 30 years ago. And they said like 600 people came through Alpha. And loads of people came to faith. And, and it's so humbling to see the, the love that they had for Jesus, or the, 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 the things that they did, people going on mission trips, people starting new ministries, people doing the, the crazy idea of having once a month the Way to Go show here instead of a service. So many great things happened in this place. And that's because you were a group of people who were letting Jesus form them into who they were called to be. People who are surrendered to Jesus saying, Jesus, here I am. What do you want me to do? And they let Jesus form them into his likeness. And they got on their knees and they prayed to God. And they uh, connected with God and they let God guide them. And I think we are at a time where uh, the world is a very strange place. I don't know if a lot of you uh, feel the same way, but the world is, is getting bit harder for us Christians than it was 20, 30 years ago. Um, I, I was at a job uh, before um, working as a vicar, this is like seven years ago, as a football analyst, and I think it was around 20, 200 people in the company, and my recollection is that I was the only Christian in 200 people in that company. And therefore, it felt like I was part of something really small, something quite sort of insignificant in the kind of sea of 199 non-Christians, didn't believe anything I said. Some of them were kind of laughing about uh, me talking about Jesus walking on the water and stuff like that. Um, and they were, they were all lovely. I had really good friends. But it seemed like quite small. It seemed quite different to everything that was around me. And sometimes we feel that way, don't we? We feel like we are so strange in this world because we believe in something different. And this is a new either. In 1933, um, 
this is nearly 100 years ago. Uh, you, some of you might know that kind of Germany was in the kind of rage of the whole Nazi regime. And uh, what they did is they started putting Nazi propaganda all around everywhere and kind of conquering every institution they had to try and, and fit their ideas into people's minds, to try and form them into what they wanted people to become. And it's a very intentional kind of program to form people into uh, the, the Nazi ideas. And they actually got into the church as well. And uh, they kind of filtered in and, and they started changing the way people thought about God and the way people thought about the Bible. And to a point where like some of the, the, the main leaders who's probably been faithful for years started changing what they were preaching and what they were saying. And in the middle of all of that, they, there was um, a group of, of of people who actually said, this is wrong. This is not what Jesus calls us to be. This is not who we want to be. And they, they started realizing that people were being formed everywhere. Everywhere they were hearing a message. It was against what Jesus taught. So they said, we need to form our people really, really well so that when these messages come around, they, they'll be able to kind of fight them back. So in 1933, they, they got this big estate and they started training young leaders and started training them in what it meant to be a Christian, what it meant to follow Jesus, what it meant to live by grace, to depend on God, what it meant, means to follow a powerful God even in the midst of hardship. And, um, and the guy leading it was a guy called Dietrich Bonhoeffer who actually then became probably the most influential theologian in the 20th century. So in the middle of what was the biggest force in the world, trying to conquer them with all the power they had, trying to change the way they thought, this little group of people said, we are going to be formed in the image of Jesus. We are going to be the people Jesus calls us to be. And they got together and they prayed. And actually that little group of people have been one of the biggest influence in the church in the last 100 years. And the Nazi regime, powerful as it was, destructive as it was, is now just part of history. Because this little group of people said, we are going to faithfully be formed to the image of what Jesus wants us to be. And they had a huge influence in the world. And what I want us to look at as we look back at 2022 and look forward to 2023 is, who do we want to be in 2023? Who do you want to be in 2023? Because there's uh, a machinery around us, like whether we are aware of it or not, whether it's conscious or not, whether it's intentional or not, we're being formed all the time. We're being fed ideas into our heads all the time. And um, Jesus wants us to be formed into his image, to have a massive impact in the world. And for me, the invitation for 2023 is, let's let Jesus form us into who he called us to be, and not what the world is just invading our minds with all the time. So I'm going to kind of pause for a little minute, and I'm going to ask you this question. Who has had a positive impact on your life during 2022? Can you think of one person who, in one way, has had a good impact in your life, has helped you in who you are, uh, has helped you or you admire, and it can be someone who you might have uh, known, like a friend or a family member or, or someone in your church or someone at work, or it might be someone who you follow on YouTube or you read their books. Think of one person who has had a positive impact on your life during 2022 
And if you can share it with the, the people around you, like if just two or three people around you, just share someone who's had a positive impact in your life and why. I'm just going to give you two minutes. If you find this really uncomfortable, don't share with anyone. Just look at your phone for two minutes and we'll come back in two minutes. Okay, can we come back? So I wonder if, if anyone's brave enough to share with the rest of us if, it, if there's someone that's had an impact in your life and why. It's just like 30 seconds sharing. So. Yeah, um, Alan Dorman, uh, um, just the warmth um, he, he, he gave um, to so many of us younger men and he was a role model and his hugs were so Christ-like and I felt, I feel, I still feel that now and it's sort of a big loss for many of us who loved him so much. I wish he was a granddad, you know, my granddad, you know, and I, and I, I, I speak for many but I the love, yeah, it was infectious and genuine and really deep. That's brilliant. Thank you. Anyone else want to share someone who had an impact in your 2022 and why? Uh, hello. Yeah, I, well, um, I met this person twice in 2022. Uh, I, some people may know that I'm a tennis player for visually impaired tennis um, at the LTA of Roehampton and um, I met um, my hero <laughs> um, Sir Andy Murray twice um, um, while at the club and that has stayed with me and that will stay with me for forever and we're actually live um, well we're um, we've become sort of friends now, so um, it's great. That's brilliant. So we have Alan's love and we have Andy Murray's kindness. Anyone else? Um, Harry Le Maison. Um, he's why we're here as a family, why we're here at this church. Um, I love his honesty, his truth and his love for everyone. Yes, we love Harry. Anyone else? Someone had an impact? Well, oh, I'm running around. I, I wanted just to say um, about Angus Drummond. He's recently passed. He was such a kind, wonderful man. I think he touched so many, so many people's lives by his um, acceptance, his love for people. So um, I wanted to say him, but also I wanted to say you, Nico, because thank you for coming. I think it's wonderful that you're here. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. So we agreed this. I'm giving her a bottle of wine afterward. Um, <laughs> no, but uh, it's so nice to see like the impact of other people in our lives. And, as, as, and that forms us. Our relationships form us. And actually, we're also forming others in our relationships. And everything is kind of influencing everything. So if you think of investing in your formation, in your trying to be more like Jesus, trying to be more loving and hugging and more 
caring and more kind as these people, then actually we're influencing and forming others in that as well. And it's so powerful. It's such a kind of win-win situation when we choose to invest in becoming people like that. One of the people who had an impact on my life this year is a friend called Chris, and he is a worship leader, and I get on really well, and we have a lot of kind of heart-to-heart chats about life and, and church and all of that. And I think for me, one of the things that was great is he's always been a, a great encourager, and we need those encouragers in our lives. And no matter what, he's there like supporting my ideas, whether where rubbish or not, but you feel like he's someone who has your back. Like if, if we are then have an idea and then we come up with it, then I know he'll kind of fight for it with me. And it's so good to have those people around you who will be there encouraging you. And uh, we're now in, in different churches and I, uh, I met with him the other day and we had like three-hour chats in the pub. And it's just so encouraging just to talk about God and life and vision with him and just say, look, this is where we're heading. Let's just, no matter what, go in this direction. It's so, so good to have those people around us to help form us in that way. Um, So I just want to kind of come up with a few short things. First is, let's let God form us, this 2023. Let us put as one of our objectives, yes, then the list with do more exercise, eat healthier, and all those things. Let God form us. Do we kind of have that as an agenda to say, I want God to form me, I want God to change me? Sometimes we think, I've been a Christian for 20 years, I'm kind of unchangeable, this is who I am. And actually Jesus says, no, I want to change you, I want to form you in my image. And secondly, let's expect God to do things amongst us. We follow the God who has done great things in, throughout history, and why not do it in 2023 with and through us as well? Why not the God who's doing some amazing things around the world, why not him do something with us as well? And this is my, my verse for next year, and it's, it's a verse I love. It's Habakkuk 3.2, and it's actually a prayer. And it says, Lord, I have heard of your fame. I stand in awe of your deeds. Lord, repeat them in our day, in our time, make them known. Lord, I have heard of your fame. I know what you do. I know what you can do. I stand in awe of your deeds. It's not that I stand in, oh, look, you've done, done some more or less good things. I stand in awe of your deeds, Lord. Repeat them in our day, in our time. Make them known. And when we see these words, we, we realize that, that God is up for, for big stuff. And we, we look at the news and we realize that the church in, in England is shrinking and it has been shrinking for 30 years. But in other parts of the world, it's growing. And we are, are part of something that seems relatively small, but like I was sharing in my job, as one in 200, the only Christian. And that's probably the reality of most of you in different spheres in your life, where you're kind of one in, in many. But actually, the church, what we're part of, is something massive. It's the biggest movement in history. And God has brought his church through endless difficult times and it's always come back to life and it's always come back to growth. We're talking about the church in in Germany in that darkest hour of the history of Germany being faithful and then carrying out something that was beautiful and amazing that had an impact in the whole world. But we have to remember that, that the God we follow is, is a God who is the, the, the God who is great. He's a Jesus who, when he was standing in, in the middle of uh, uh, an adulterous woman who actually 
They were about to stone, and strangely, they were going to stone the woman, not the man. I don't know why, but... Uh, but he stands in the middle and says, like, he stops that. He stops at that, uh, that moment and he creates something powerful. He starts a movement that's kind of a revolution. It takes him to the, to the point where he goes to the cross because of what he's doing. And then he dies and then he rises again. That's a God who we follow. That's a God of the awesome deeds. That's a God who is powerful and who is calling us to start a revolution just as that first church did. That's a, the God who says, come and be formed by me. Come and, and walk with me. And I want to start a revolution. Are you up for it? Are you up for changing the world with me? I love that. I love to follow a God who does that. Or, or to be part of those first disciples. I don't know if, if you remember, but there's a story in, in, um, in Acts where Paul and a few others are sharing God's kingdom with the people around them in this city. And they stone them. And when they think that they take them out, they stone them. When they think they're dead, they go back into the city. And then kind of half dead, they stand up. And what do they do? They go back into the city to share good news. And then the city is completely shaped by what God is doing. Because they knew who God was. They knew what God could do and what God would do through them. And actually, that little revolution of, of Christians turned the whole empire upside down. 300 years later, the empire was on its knees proclaiming that Jesus is Lord. That's a God who we follow. And we tend to sometimes let the world form us and form an idea of who God is and what he could do or might do. Uh, and if we let that, we're just going to be overwhelmed by it. But if we look, come back to the Bible, look at who, who we serve, look at what God has done throughout history, then there's so much hope. There's so much he can and will do through us. So my invitation for 2023 is this. Let us be formed by Jesus. Let us become like Jesus. Let us Tell Jesus, look, I've got all these ideas, but you have different ones. Come and shape me. Come and change me. Come and transform me. I want to be part of what you are doing. I want to be part of this revolution you are inviting me to be part of. And at the end of the day, we then pray and we say, Lord, we have heard of the great things you have done through history. We the great things we see in the Bible. We are in awe of who you are. You're such an amazing God. But God, please repeat them today. And that's what's going to be our prayer during the whole of 2023. God, we've heard of what you've done in the past here, what you've done in the past in the world. But Lord, we want to see you do something new with us as well. We want to see you transform the reality of the world. And I'm just going to finish with um, a, a, a conversation I had with, with a friend who is a minister in Uganda. And, um, and his, his church is like utterly amazing. And, and they... They were a relatively small church, and then they grew, and they planted, and they grew, and they grew, and they grew. Uh, and when I asked him, and this is um, now eight, nine years ago, I asked him, like, what's, what's been happening? What, what do you think is the key? And he said, it's very simple. Start a fire, and people will come out from the woods. I thought, oh, that's great. All we need to do is start a fire. All we need to do is to let Jesus form us, to be in his presence, to worship him, to pray, and that starts a fire. And then people say, like, that's amazing. I want to be part of that. And that's our calling. Start a fire. And God will do amazing things, bring people from all around to come and worship him, to come and see him, to come and know how great he is. So I'm going to invite us to, uh, 
spend a bit of time in prayer and then we'll continue worshipping. Uh, but I'm going to invite Helen. I don't know where... There you are, Helen. Um, but she, she had a sense from God as we were worshipping. I thought it was very relevant to what I was sharing. Sorry, I, I need to sit. Um, while we were worshipping, um, I had a sense that what we were doing was so precious to God. We, were, we are worshipping him as best we can. But I felt God say, hang on a moment, I want to do something with you. But to do that, we need to come and just be before him and recognize and remember how great is the God that we worship. He's the one that created the stars, who knows how many hairs are on the head, on your head, how many grains of sand on the seashore. How incredible is he? And I think sometimes we need to stop and just remember this is the God we worship. Um, and from that place of being before him and th- remembering that in the forefront of our minds and that without him we are nothing we can work so hard actually nothing will happen but when we are in that place of acknowledging him in his incredible self all things are possible and our worship of him will be stratospherically pure and precious and gorgeous and wonderful and we will sense and uh, be built up by that because God is so dynamic. He won't let us outbless Him. He will always outbless us. Amen. Thank you. So I'm going to invite Josh and the band to come up, and we we're just going to pause with that and in a minute of silence, just speak to God and say, God, here I am. We need you. We can't do this by ourselves. And then we'll continue worshiping. Shall we stand? Father, we recognize that we need you. We know what you can do and you know what you've done in the past. And we know you're just joining in with what you're doing. So we just want to say, here we are, Lord, to do your work. We pray that you would change us, form us, transform us, and fill us with your spirit. So we might start a fire in this place. Amen.